It's another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Mirage. In English, we call the number zero, nil, naught, nada, zilch. With three years 0% APR representative finance, plus three years free servicing on a new Mirage, we just call that a great deal. Well, Ian, welcome to sunny Bognor Regis. It's lovely, isn't it, eh? It's beautiful. How did this happen? Well... It's Easter. You wanted something oh. special to happen. I have sorted out something very special. It's for talking you. about an egg, Kev. It's just not, an egg. Yeah, I know, but eggs Mini are eggs. eggs, flake eggs, Look. topic <laughs> eggs, eggs are Cabra's one thing. eggs, flakes. Will you shut up about your f***ing eggs? <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I have arranged something very special for you as part of this Easter celebration. You might think it's a little early. All I'm going to say is that you're just going to have a top time and you'll be thanking me when we're, when all this is over. Do you know what the psychological damage is you're doing to me here? Do you know, when I was a kid, I, for some reason, ended up going to Sunday school and I won a colouring competition at Easter with the promise of an Easter egg. Right. And a tall guy called Alan, who was the Sunday school teacher, decided, for reasons that have been unfathomable to me, to this very day... Not to give me an Easter egg for winning the colouring competition, but to actually give me a packet of Tuck Biscuits. (laughs) Nobody knows why Alan did this, other than he probably just had them in his cupboard and was too f***ing lazy to go and buy an Easter egg. And now, fast forward 30 years, here I am with another promise uh, of an Easter egg, Kev. But again, it doesn't show up. Uh, I merely get taken to Bogner Regis. <laughs> right. Well, look, you remember the Radio 1 Roadshow with Smiley Miley back in the day, before Radio 1 all fell apart? And before the presenters were... Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well... That was a long bleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, well, the fact of the matter is that think of this as kind of like being the once award summer roadshow. Only there's no audience. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the weather's crap. And the weather's crap. Yeah. What have we got to do, Kev? Well, we just need to walk around this corner. Okay. And the nice thing is, because this is a pre-recorded audio feature, what we can do is... It's not live. Well, no, but we can have Andre drop a, a nice sort of passing of time effect here. Okay. And then I can show you what it is I've brought you to see. Andre! That woman's looking at me funny. What the f*** is that? It's a caravan. I know it's a caravan. It's a caravan. And what of it? It's more specifically. Oh, we're going to do one of those Top Gear things, are we? And set fire to it? Well, I tell you, I think the owner, Andre's aunt, okay, old, old Auntie Porch, I think she would be very <laughs> upset if you did that. All right, so this is yeah. this is where we're going to stay for the Easter break. For the Easter break, nice. or at the very least, the entirety nice. of this episode of Once a Word. I, I tell you now, that has animals living in it. That's fine. We can cook and eat them. We've got one of those calor gas I'm talking things. about the kind of things that crawl up your crevice <laughs> and stay there. And then 27 years later, you're admitted to a tropical diseases clinic with gangrene of the sphincter. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Right. Not about a rabid badger Let's or see. a dicey cat. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I know it's not the Hilton, and I realise that... Talking the... creepy crawlers here, Ken. Yeah, look, it'll be fine. Man alive. Let's go in. Let's just go in. All right. Ian Collins wants a word. Look at this. This is all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it's it's compact, and the the furnishing is a little bit from the late seventies, but it's all right. And it's got black and white telly. You it's one of those that. things, isn't it? That the uh, if if you pull that, which looks like a cupboard, 
Believe me, that will double up as a bed and the shitter. <laughs> That's where you're sleeping. And it looks as if someone's utilised all three <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> a mattress? Man alive. What kind of filthy swine has been on that? Well, look, all I can say is, happy Easter, my man. But I've Thank got one, one more treat for you. One more treat, one more surprise. Yep. What do you love most about Once a Word? Now, I'm not talking about the shoebox. What do you, if there was one feature, if there was one thing we did every so often okay. that made your little eyes light up, oh, I know. what yeah, would yeah, it yeah, be? Yeah, I know what it is. Well, go I, on. I, I got it. I got it. I got right. it. It's, the, it's the, the, the road trip, isn't it? The when road trip. When we do well, the road trip. We've got one of those coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah, not that, though. Any other guesses? Or do you want me to tell you? you I can tell, tell you. Tell me, yes, because otherwise this podcast could go off for some time. All right. Pull that uh, that cloth off that, that thing there. Okay. It's the Tombolatron! Oh, my God! <laughs> it's Richard! The Coleco Tombolatron. <laughs> that guy. In a caravan. How the hell did our Tombolatron get to Bogner? Well, I put it in a car and put it there. I figured, let's have a little bit of Tombola action, shall okay. we? Okay. Because it's going to be good. So this is for the Easter special, then? Yeah. yeah. Easter special, Tombola action. In a caravan. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, in a caravan in Bogner Regis. Yeah. On the south coast. Yeah. What could go wrong? I'm confident this will be our finest episode yet. I'm sure. Right, I'm just going to power it up. Right, so the way this works, if you haven't heard the Tombolatron type thing before, is, in essence... The Tombolatron has subjects or ideas from you, our listening audience, and we feed it into the machine and it spits them out at random. Kind of like a school fate Tombola, only without the bottles. Hang on, Kev. We've got a voicemail. Oh? Hi, Collins. You copper-plated house. Yeah, bye. You see, that's the quality of audience (laughs) we have. Thank you for that. He makes a good point. (laughs) That's to be said. He's getting no arguments from me. So, you press the button, let's okay. see what comes out of the tombola. Here we go. Right, from Carol Bayer Sager's Giddy Aunt. <laughs> autofill. Autofill? Autofill. What do you what do you stand on autofill? What you mean like robots at petrol stations? What's no you ass? Well, I don't know. I'm ask Carol Bayer Sager's Giddy Aunt. Have you got her number? Autofill, I was uh, taking for autofill to mean that the, um, we know when you, you fill out a form on a computer. Yeah. And you can either write everything yourself or you, ow, or you <laughs> just ping the fly in here. There's loads of those. It made a great noise. Maggots, all manner of malarkey. Oh, stop complaining. Autofill, you know when you fill out a form uh, on, on, online? Yeah. And you can have a press autofill. That'll automatically fill out your name, address, and details. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I know right. what you mean. Yeah, awful, yeah. <laughs> you don't like them? No. Because I... it, it, it usually brings up, it will say things like, um, you know, I put in your postcode, and is your house one of these? And give an entire town's worth yeah, there is of that. addresses. And also, I had one the other day, a former catalogue, uh, now high street chain, uh, called Argors. <laughs> Argors? Argors. <laughs> and it's a pirate's favourite shop, that. Argors. Argors. Do you know what I was buying? No, in fact, I didn't buy anything. Thank you, Mr. Argos, you <laughs> Because of your autofill uh, shenanigans. What I was buying was, uh, you know, a, a scooter? Oh, yeah. You know, like a kid's scooter. Yeah. But a bigger, mainly for adults, <laughs> but an electric one. For yourself? The Razor 300. What? Does 10 miles an hour. Why? I've had my eye on this bit of kit for ages. Now, Are you mad? my other half, she said to me, 
don't buy one of those, because if you use it, you will look like a bit of a... <laughs> yes. I said, I don't need one of these to make me look like <laughs> a bit of a... <laughs> uh, to which she also agreed. However, wh- no, what I was thinking is... Uh, you see, I can't see the downside of one of these scooters. But I cannot apart, see the... Apart da- from the looking like but a... What would you? What, what's wrong? It looks like a scooter, and it goes at 10 miles an hour, so if I want to go to the shop, rather than firing up the car and costing me five quid to go around the corner to the, the shop that's a little too far to walk... But you know, it seems uh, excessive to use a car. What's wrong with getting on my little electric scooter? Uh, it's 150 quid. Get on the scooter. It does 10 miles an hour. It takes me there, and everyone's a winner. But what what is the downside of that? <laughs> I'm just surprised. There's no downside. I'm just surprised this information's come out now because of the <laughs> autofill. Thing. Well, I'm telling you. Well, because what happened? So I thought. Uh, so I go to this uh, particular catalogue store, and I'm trying to find out which so you put your postcode in, and it will tell you whether a shop has it or not in stock. Right. And the nearest one to you. So, uh, And it gave me false information. It told me that it was available in the Bromley branch. So I dutifully go to the Bromley branch, uh, go in the shop. It says this product isn't available. You can order it. It'll be here in five days. I think that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. I, I am in need of an electric scooter. Five days is not an option. Right. I'm a man that needs his wheels. I have actually had this. Uh, and it was a... Uh, what was it? It was something else from Argars. <laughs> which um, and it said this is in stock in your local store and yeah. I thought this is excellent I'm going to go along and I'll, I'll purchase it online and pick it up so I purchased it online and it said this will be available in your local store next Tuesday so suddenly everything has gone back to just yep. being like a catalogue as opposed to a catalogue shop yes and it's not really telling you because it's giving you false information it's not really telling you that it's available in that store it's just really telling you that you could get it from that store if you wanted to order it online so anyway I do this three three different agors so three <laughs> different uh, places and eventually I think <laughs> this for a game of soldiers I'm just going to order it online and then the shenanigans begin of the autofill and I'm filling out the um, uh, you know you put your email in and then it says confirm email so I confirm email yeah uh, put it in and then I press next and it says and it, there's always something it never goes, it takes you straight to the next place something always flashes up in red that you haven't done yes and it's usually you haven't put mister or miss gender or, yeah. or whatever uh, on this occasion it said you need to confirm your email so right but I've just done that so I write the email in again. I press next, and it says, you need to confirm your email. And each time, it wipes out where I've just previously written the email confirmation gotcha. thing. Yeah. And it does this about 72 times. So th- that was my last. Most recent, at that point, I abandoned ship. Argos can stick <laughs> it up there. Argos! <laughs> because I'm not purchasing my wheels from there, and I'm now without electric wheels. But you are in a very nice caravan. It smells, Kev. Can I just say that? It sm- I don't know what... Uh, Andre's auntie does in here. Here's what confounds me about the caravan. Go on. Um, it's called a sprint. It doesn't sprint anywhere. It just stays in a field. This thing wouldn't go anywhere if you attached it to the back of Lewis Hamilton's car. <laughs> I'm going to take my aggression out by pressing this button over here. Good idea. Here's one, then. From Toothy Tim. Toothy Tim says, <laughs> Lazy Easter egg manufacturers. I'm not sure how to interpret that, unless he means, and I think we touched on this before, the fact that they can't be bothered putting anything inside the eggs anymore. They just put it in a bag next a, to Is it. there a health and safety reason for that? No, no it's, it's, it's cheapness and laziness, I'm sure. I mean, what would the health and safety reason be? You might damage yourself breaking you the chocolate to get to the You egg. might put the whole egg in your mouth not realising you're eating a plastic duck. 
I don't think it would be a... Well, Kinder Surprise. Your Kinder Surprise would have a plastic duck yeah. in it. Although they've started doing boys and girls versions of those. Have you oh. noticed that? Yeah, you get a pink one for a girl, obviously, and a blue one for a boy. No gender stereotype. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, the funny thing is, toys are all the same in all of them. You know, it's all crappy plastic metal. ponies. Yeah, you could get metal things. Yeah. Little metal engines. Yeah, metal soldier. Knives, things yeah. like that. Hello. Axe. But I don't know. I, I don't feel thrilled. I, when I was a kid, if you got your Texan bar Easter egg with the, the cowboy on the front Ooh. and the swinging saloon doors yeah. and the chocolate, actually, the Texan inside it, then that was exciting. But it seems to... The whole point of this, the term Easter egg on DVDs is it's hidden away somewhere. It's not, like, stuck to the side of the disc. It's not the same. I quite like the idea that there'd be a UKIP egg. Well, I don't know what would be in it. Probably be white chocolate, wouldn't it? I'd imagine. Oh, I, I, well, certainly, yeah. As you open it up, the voice of Nigel Farage just beams out of your portion of the egg. So, I mean, I've heard of a Fabergé egg, but never a Farage egg. Farage egg, yeah. yeah, that would work. You see. They should go for that. I like that. They're going to win the next election, by the way. I hope you're aware of that. They're going to win. He's going to be prime only minister. If, yeah, can you imagine that? That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Eh? Nigel Farage, <laughs> fucking hell! If that man gets elected, even as a Westminster MP, that's when you. Well, the last person in the country turn the light out. Man alive. Believe me, they are cast iron, pure pedigree, nut jobs. I'm pleased that this podcast has always had political impartiality. I don't actually... Look, I've met and interviewed quite a lot of these guys, including Farage, lots of times. I don't actually... I don't buy into that sort of Yasmin Alibaya Brown thing that these are category A racists. Mm. They are little Englanders. I think a little Englander is an entitlement. Uh, it doesn't make you necessarily a racist. It just makes you somebody who thinks it's 1867. And that in itself is not an offence. It might be uh, anachronistic in terms of your existence and your views, and it may mean that some people look at you as a bit of a dumb <laughs> But But that in itself is not illegal. So, yes, Little Englanders. But the worrying uh, factor is, is, if you look at some of the message boards or any news story that has a thread afterwards that allows you to put an opinion down, you will see some of the most vile and, and poisonous opinions about all manner of issues surrounding race, which invariably end with the line, vote UKIP. So their fan base, whatever they like to say about diversity, and you know, Nigel Farage always says, oh, yeah, one of our members is a Sikh. He wears a turban, don't you know? Yeah, that might be true, Nigel, but, you know, sadly, quite a lot of your members uh, sing from a very different hymn sheet. Oh, well, I'm pleased that the political edge is still uh, in yep. full force. Uh, I've got opinions. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> That's true. And you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is, you can now save up to £5,000 on this ultimate 4x4, with prices starting from just 26199 and 0% finance available across the range. You've just got to check it out for yourself. Pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers. Shogun, always capable, surprisingly affordable. Press the button then. This is from Clement Attlee. Oh! Who says... <laughs> baking. What's the deal with that? Baking? Oh, you know why? No. Well, because... Uh, everybody is now expected to be a bit of a, a master baker. Yes. That was, that was, I promise you, I promise you, 
I was You're... meaning nothing more than the phrase a master baker. Yeah, we all know what you mean. <laughs> I promise you. We know Be- your no, level. Because of that, who's the that program with the old lady who looks as if she needs ironing and even goes, oh, she's a national treasure. Um, Halle Berry, that's it, who does the <laughs> baking show. Her. Well, frankly, yes, lots of people have taken up baking as a result of the Great British Bake Off, and that's you know clearly nice that people are spending their evenings uh, cooking family stuff and all the rest of it, but my guess is that the same percentage of people who were shit bakers before are still shit bakers. No, can you bake? I've never baked a cake in my life. You never tried? No. It's quite easy. Have you baked a cake? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, just stick stuff in a bowl, mix it up. Well, yeah, I get the... I know the concept, Kev. Put it in the oven. Not in the bowl. What have you made, then? What have you... What, tell me about your baked fancies. Well, mainly potatoes, if I'm honest, but, you know... <laughs> I don't think it comes under the category of baking, Kev. Well, you bake potatoes. Yeah, well, yes, you bake a potato, but you don't bake... A, you know, you don't have a potato cake. But if you're talking such. about cakes, I've, I've had a go at making, like, a, a lemon drizzle cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did that go? It was pretty bad. I think I must have misread the instructions. Chocolate log? I'm not going to say I'm a master baker, as you put it, but I'm all right. As we said the other week, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm reasonably proficient in the kitchen now. Yep. As long as well, you... you said that, yes. Nobody else has actually said that. No, you said that. You were talking about the fact that I could barely cook a pot noodle when you No, I said you it. spent a lot of time in the kitchen. I didn't see you were any good in the kitchen. Well, well, you're, just, you're just there a lot. It's quite spacious. So I'll tell you, somebody took me to a vegetarian restaurant the other day. Really? Oh, how, God. How did that go? Oh, oh, no. No. Gars. <laughs> 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 Actually, it was gorgeous. Was it? Yeah, but I just didn't get any notice of going there. No. He just said, this is our mutual mate, Paul. Right, said, yeah. I'll just meet yeah. you in this place. And I, th- I thought, oh, I'll look it up while I'm on the train on the way there. So I look it up and it said, you know, the, the premier vegetarian restaurant of the planet. And I thought, wow, okay, let's have a little look. So you've got to fish around for a, to coin a phrase, for a, you know, a decent offering from the menu, haven't you, really? Well, you can always get your revenge by taking him out. I did. We had a day trip to an abattoir. <laughs> yeah. um, he loved it. Doesn't your mate own an abattoir or something? Did I My dream cousin owns yeah. an abattoir. That yes. was it, yeah. yeah. It used to be one near where I grew up. The smell was just repulsive. Yeah, I think animal guts tend to have that effect. <laughs> so it goes with the territory, really. Yeah. Uh, shall we press the button? Go for it, Kev. <laughs> this one is from... Paul and Sue. Paul and Sue want to know the secret to a happy marriage. I don't know. Ask Helen and Ollie. Not that they're married, but, no. you know. They're like Torval and Dean, aren't they, really? Without the ice skates. <laughs> yeah. The secret to a happy marriage? I don't know. You've been married for 52 years. Yes, you think? that's right. Yeah, I'm not. You're hitched. I'm not. Well, it's like um, uh, Gwyneth and, uh, and Chris oh, Martin, isn't it? Where they're, they're consciously uncoupling from each other. What, what a pack of twats. What was that? So, you know, yeah, but saying we're consciously uncoupling is just a way of saying we want to go and shag other people. It's getting a little bit stuffy in here. I can, I can smell your old spice. I'm just going to crack open a window. So, the thing about, um, about uh, Gwyneth and Chris, Chris is that they seem to sort of... Isn't there theory now that you're only supposed to be married for short periods of time and have lots of marriages because people are growing older and... Well, they said that. Yeah, something Did like they? that. Did they? Yeah. Because yeah. people used to get married and they would be, only be married for like 11 years because it's against, you die. It's against your nature, apparently, to be married to the same person for any length of time. 
Really? Yeah. But are they saying that's the case? Well, that's their Is excuse. That part of their, their theory. And they're closer than they've ever been, but they are consciously uncoupling. I, I don't get that. We're closer than we've ever been. Yeah, it's, it's obviously nonsense. No. She doesn't do herself any favours, though, does she? Really, Gwyneth? No, and she's about 68, isn't she? Now? She's getting on, yeah. Mm. yeah. And she looks every year of it as well. Um, as for the sequel to a happy marriage, I don't know. They just like each other a lot and try not to fight. How's that? Yeah, Is I that like right? that. Yeah, I like that. They should stick that at the cathedral. Because you were married a couple of times, weren't you? Yes, that's right. I was once married to... Oh, no. It's the campsite inspector. <laughs> of course we've got a permit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret to a happy marriage. The secret to a happy marriage is just sort of, you know, try to be all right with each other. I mean, yeah. Isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I think so. But um, all of your marriages were successful. That's what they Twenty ended. of them, yes. Twenty, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to a... <laughs> Shall I press this? I think there's a gas leak. <laughs> there we go. Paul Collins. Any relation? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, says, aliens, true or false? Uh, is that a some sort of philosophical question there in terms of aliens, true or false? Or is he saying... Do aliens exist when he says true or false? Is that what he, you think he means? Uh, yeah, probably. If you look at some of the people at this campsite at the moment, then believe me, <laughs> I think there is no doubt. We have empirical evidence here in Pognoritus that there is such a thing as extraterrestrial life. Some of it is next door. I was thinking we could go down the pier tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that would be good. Have a look. Yeah. But the um, aliens probably, I mean, they have to exist, don't they? Haven't do they know, decided they do exist? Isn't the whole I had a, um, Big Bang thing about that? There was a guy, I was listening to LBC leading Britain's conversation the other day. Very well, well done. Thank you. And some guy had called in and he was recommending a book that changed his life. I think they were talking about learning and he said, you know, I didn't know anything, I didn't have a very good education. And then I got this book and the book was amazing and it just took me into so many directions and it was incredible. And it changed everything. And my desire to learn uh, was complete as a sole result of this book. Right. Uh, So the guy said, what was the book? And he said, I think it was called Gods of Eden or something. And I thought, wow, that sounds interesting. So I wrote it down. And then I thought, I'm going to one-click this beauty from Amazon. Yeah. Dangerous, that one-click button. Very. I had that one-click. I bought a a motorized scooter. I looked like a clown. Yeah. I'm glad they don't have one at Algars. (laughs) So I pressed the one-click, but then it was only after I pressed it I read the, the, the synopsis of the book, because I was sort of already satisfied that I knew what the book was about, roughly. It was a little bit about religion, about wars, about uh, sort of intergovernmental dialogue, history. So I th- thought it was a, a kind of a contemporary view. And don't come back! <laughs> Pay your rent anyway. So I thought I'd sort of satisfied myself that it was a kind of a, uh, a view of history from a contemporary perspective, all of that kind of came. And it was only when I started to read the synopsis, by which t- stage I'd ordered the book already, that I realised that it was about, it was kind of David Icke-esque in right. the sense of, do aliens really exist? And have we, for years, since the dawn of man, have we been duped into uh, believing that um, we live in this sort of exclusive human race existence, but in fact we are merely the product of a far a far more uh, intelligent life force known as aliens who are pulling strings from another planet. And that's what this book's about. So uh, I'd read one page. Well, um, here's hoping that when the aliens do come, 
they uh, find a way to... Come to Bogdarages. Yeah. Let's try another one. Emmett says, Lego. Oh, yes. Lego's back, isn't it? Lego's, back. It's like, got some. Have you? Why? I bought the uh, Volkswagen Caravan net. Did you? Yeah. Why'd I haven't you, built it yet. Well, why'd you do that? You're a grown man. Because they run out of scooters. <laughs> you have to buy something. Buy something. It's on the shelf. I can see it there. Just hand it over. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> um, so, uh, were you into Lego very much? Uh, yeah, I was a bit, but not... I mean, looking back on it, I think, why wasn't I more into Lego? Because everything about Lego screams that it's the kind of thing I would have enjoyed as a kid. And I enjoyed it a bit, but not... Uh, maybe we just didn't have enough of it. There's only so many times you can build a wall. This is very true. Uh, did you go buy the sort of the kit, or did you just make fantastic things for your Star had Wars action? Of, had a couple of kits where there were some little figures, um, and there was a house thing floating around. And we had it in a bucket. Does everybody have their Lego in some kind of bucket? Yeah, a bucket or a tub. Yeah. yeah, it was a tub thing. Yeah, and so yeah, we would build stuff, forts, houses, more forts, some more houses. It's like wimpy around our place. But it's all quite sophisticated now. Yeah, it's totally changed. Have I mean, you seen the film? The have you seen the big Lego movie? No, I heard about this. It's very good. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. How do you have a Lego movie? Well, it's a movie made of Lego. Everything's made of Lego these days. I'm I'm just waiting for the Lego once a word. You've already got the head for it. I think this caravan's made of Lego. That'd be all right. Yeah. We could take it apart and make it into something more interesting. Hmm. Well, I... <laughs> See number seven to clear it out. <laughs> I knew they wouldn't last. You know what they've done. They paid for a four berth, but they got a six. Oh. Yeah. He's done what every sensible campsite manager should do, and that's tossed them off. <laughs> oh, please. Oh. Yeah, so, um, in summary, Lego's terrific. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's another. What a ridiculous podcast this is. I mean, I know it's usually ridiculous, but whose bright idea was it to Yours. come to a... Ca- oh, that's a fair point. Press that button. From the Braithwaite twins. Who's <laughs> uh, Columbo or Morse? Uh... Columbo. I've never seen Morse. I don't. I think I've only ever seen bits of it. Isn't it on again, but with a new name? Uh, yes, it's like Lewis. No, Lewis is on. Endeavor. Endeavor. That's yeah, it. that's his name. That's his first name. Wasn't that Morse's name? Yeah. Who? Uh, what? What? How can you have a name like Endeavor? That's just saying your name is Encyclopedia. This is ridiculous. Encyclo- it's not a name. Encyclopedia Collins. It's not a moniker, is it? Endeavor. No. Well, it is. It's just a word. It's not a name. I wonder how many babies got named that, though. There's always, there must be, like, uh, 15-year-olds running around called Endeavour. Remember that guy that got done, or one of the big guys that got done, for coughing on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And his name was Tequin Whittock. Hang on, number seven's back. That was quick. I think they forgot something. They have. That bucket they left under the caravan. Oh. oh hang on, it's got their child in it. That's probably <laughs> why. And don't come back. Yeah, go on. No, I never got into Morse. I never really got into Columbo, to be honest. I mean, when you say get into Columbo, can you get into it, or do you just watch it every now and again if it's on? I mean, I, 
I think it's one of those things that maybe 10 years ago I'd watched in the afternoon. I'm not sure I would do now, because I think Channel 5 or 4 still put it on. But I think the thing about Columbo is it was the same every week. There's a guest star, yep. there's a crime, and the crime was committed by the guest star. It's not particularly compulsive TV. Like, William Shatner's in it. Yeah, Shatner's in it, so he's clearly the murderer. David yeah. Cassidy's dad is in it. Yeah. So he's clearly the murderer. Yeah. And if David Cassidy's dad isn't the murderer, then why hire David Cassidy's dad? Yes. So, yes, so it, there's no point in watching it. And you're like, oh, just one more question. Yeah, but it's how he works it out, isn't it? And he say, just one more question, ma'am. It didn't matter. It could be Shatner standing there. It's like, ma'am, one more question. Yeah. Uh, d- did you do it? Oh, yeah, okay, I see. You're arrested. I win again. Where's my gin? Yeah. I don't know if you drank gin. Probably over whiskey, man. One more thing, Mr. Shatner. <laughs> About that swimming pool. <laughs> Ooh, topical humour. Well done. <laughs> From Bouncer. Mrs. Mangle is not dead. Is that right? Is she not? She was an English actress. She was. And, and in fact... I think I'm right in saying she lives back in England. I think she does. She lives in Brighton. And I think she is still around from here. Should we go and see Mangle? Well, didn't she give up acting because everyone because she was too good an actress? She, yes, she is. She was English. And what was her real name? Mrs. Mangle was played by Edna Gibbs. Let's go for Edna Gibbs. It sounds about right. Edna Gibbs. It wasn't Edna Gibbs. I've not got a signal out here. I can't Google it. Yeah, I've got a feeling she's now like ninety and lives in Brighton. I would. Pay to see Mrs. Mangle. Do you remember Bouncer's Dream? Yes. We, oddly, we were talking about that at work the other day. To an Australian girl who uh, knew nothing of Bouncer's Dream, she didn't know that Guy Pearce had been in Neighbours, and she didn't know that Jason Donovan used to go out with Kylie Minogue. Really? What a sh- Australian she was. <laughs> well, the Australians didn't watch Fancy Neighbours. Fancy not though. knowing that story. They didn't watch Neighbours, though, did they? That's how the story started. I was explaining to her that Jason Donovan came over to this country for a, a a personal appearance and he turns up at the airport and he's met by like a, a representative from the PR company that had laid on and about 16 security guards and Donovan's like what, what's with the security guards? And right. I said oh you're going to need this. And they took him up Oxford Street and it was like the freaking Beatles had showed up. Yeah. Apart from it was a little Antipodean blonde kid from the Neighbours show. Everybody watched Neighbours though. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. No it, it was immense. Even Stefan yeah. Dennis had a hit single for crying Even out he out. watched it. Yeah. He's back in it, isn't he? Yeah, with one leg. I haven't seen it for you. One leg? Yes. Really? He's got... I saw it about five years ago, and I said to a mate at work who still watched it, uh, I said, why was uh, Paul Robinson, that was the character, why is Paul Robinson limping? I said, oh, because he lost a leg in a, an accident. He was shot. But then fast forward five years, and it's quite a big ask for an actor to keep limping, so they've conveniently forgotten that he got shot in the leg, and now he doesn't limp at all. Right. Okay, well, I'm not really surprised, given the lack of continuity in their storylines. Good call. It was nice to have the dreaming dog, though. I think he got married, didn't he, Bouncer, in his dream? He probably did, yeah. to a lady dog. Shall we... I tell you what, I think... Oh, hang on. Yeah, Andre, Andre's saying that the barbecue's almost ready, so we should oh, probably really? do one more. All right, we'll do one more. And then we'll go and have some steak. Okay, here we go. From Chewbacca McGrew <laughs> says, "If what's that, if you were if you were drowning, who would you want to save you, Lionel Richie or Les Dennis?" Ooh. Firstly, what a very strange question. I'm trying to work out his thought pattern 
And are we being taken up some kind of psychological cul-de-sac in answering this? I don't think Les Dennis would be a particularly good swimmer. I don't really know. No. Um, plus, Lionel Richie was one of the Commodores, so if he's having a reunion, then there might be more of them to help yeah. save you. You could go on all night long, couldn't it? Get out of this caravan. Could I say that I would rather drown than be rescued by <laughs> Lionel Richie or Les Dennis? We're not saying but he's I would gonna, take the pair of them. He's not going to sing at you as he's rescuing you. Hello. Blah, 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 blah. Agars. <laughs> so anyway, happy Easter. I hope this has all been worth it. Yeah. Andre, can you stick a shrimp on that Barbie, please? <laughs> Just in memory of Bouncer. So, we're having a little break now, which, you know, is slightly unusual, but I think it's fair to say that after Easter, we're, we're back every week. Yes, we are. Every week. Every week. But also, we should say, in fact, we can't say, can we talk about your TV documentary thing, which is why we missed a couple of weeks? We shouldn't. Let's do that after Easter. We'll do it after Easter. We could Easter. talk about that. That's good. Because that's like quite that. exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I like that. I'm in it as well. That's yeah. the most exciting Not part just of a it. Bit. Yeah. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! It's another Ian Collins Once a Word Fact, powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. The new car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at. 